Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The Monopoly game at Maccas is in full swing. Download the My Maccas app and play today. Welcome to the Maccas Run with Sam Hargraves. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Good evening to you. Hope you had a good as day as you possibly can. However you've been putting it in. Where have you been putting it in? It's wonderful to have your company on the Macca's run. Uh, good to be back on the Macca's run as well after a couple of weeks doing some other things. Uh, so we'd love to be conversing with you as we recap the major news stories of the day. Macca's run is all about you having your say on the news of the day. You can do that on the Harcourt's open line, your move, your Harcourt's. One three hundred seven three six seven three six for all things real estate. Speak to Harcourts for all things sport. Come and speak to me, uh, and you can text in on the forty wings temper text. Consumer choice winner temper mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases conforms to the exact shape of your body. So, however you're finding us, wherever you're finding us, good to be talking to you. Uh, the McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? So much to get through today, and we've got a couple of very, very big-name guests uh, just to take us through these big issues. So Darren Chuck Berry was double-booked today, it must be said, but to his credit, he's going to honour both bookings. Uh, He was on with Dwayne earlier. He's going to jump on with me in about 10 minutes' time, speak about just what unfolded last night. And then at 6.30, one of Ross Lyon's favourites, Stevie Baker, is going to join us after the news. Ross Lyon officially announced today as the new... St Kilda coach. So the sporting world, the cricket world, still in wonder from the magic moments inside the magic moment that was last night at the MCG. Over 90,000 people there at the home of sport in this country, the biggest non-local team crowd ever. Actually, that might be in question because I've got a stat that might have actually put that in the shade as we double-check that. But from a cricketing point of view, certainly the biggest crowd ever from a a non-Australian team. Uh, And it's asking the question, is it the best T20 international that we've ever seen? An atmosphere the likes of which people that were there have said is unlike any other they've witnessed. Mark Howard said today that the grand final atmosphere was nothing compared to last night and it blew the grand final away. India needing 28 runs of eight balls and what unfolded afterwards... What needed to be seen to be believed, a series of events so mind-blowing that even the most seasoned of cricket reporter, commentator, aficionado were struggling to comprehend. Nawaz in, goes to Ashwin, drives for the win! Up over the top of mid-off for four. This princely ground has never seen a moment like it. And while Ashwin strikes the winning blow, it is King Coley who reigns in Melbourne. So that will be a moment in time now that stands alone in cricket legend. And speaking of legends, Jared Waitley just mentioned there. And if you 
if you had the privilege of listening to the call last night of he and, and Chuck Berry and Barrett Sundarason, it was just top shelf, penthouse level. It was supreme. So well captured every single moment. Um, the legend of Virat Kohli, if he wasn't already, he's now left legend status. He's leaving that behind. He's joining Sachin in icon class. And this was Jerry Whiteley on Virat Kohli after the call. It is King Kohli who reigns in Melbourne. Virat Kohli with the most masterful chase. 82 runs from 53 balls to reprise his greatest of hits. India sinks Pakistan in breathless circumstances. And the second guessing around the tactics of Baba Azam might last for years. Virat Kohli closes his eyes and points to the skies. So I thought the twin tons of Kohli in 2014 was Pete Kohli. This is on a par with that, I reckon. Back then he was at his peak. Now, before this tournament, he was being written off, deemed surplus to requirements in this format of the game. And I wonder how many are backtracking on that view today. But let me ask you a question. I'm stealing this from 1170 SEN in Sydney who are asking this very question today. What's the biggest sporting event we've ever seen in Australia not featuring an Australian team or athlete? So... I, at just a quick sort of racking of my brain, thought 1992 World Cup, Pakistan beat England in front of 87,000 at the G. There was the 100-metre final at the Sydney Olympics where Maurice Green destroyed the field. That was pretty big. Manchester City versus Real Madrid at the G in 2015. I think there was 99,000 there on that day. So if you've got a nomination for the greatest and the biggest sporting event we've seen in this country that didn't feature an Australian athlete or team... 0433981116 on the 40 Winks Temper Text. Get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks Serious About Sleep. Or on the Harcourt's open line, 1300 736 736. Are you a bit like me today, trying to get your head around Ross Lyon being back at St Kilda? We knew it was coming. I can't still completely grasp it. When you look back on the bitter divorce they went through in 2011, the way in which unfolded sort of made Brad Pitt leaving Jennifer Aniston seem above board. This seems a lot like... So this seems as unbelievable as if Kim and Kanye were to get back together. Um, I don't like how it happened with the way Brett Ratton was treated. I wonder just what it will take for the Coaches Association to speak out about the treatment of a coach, if not Teague and if not Rutten, then, and now nothing on Ratton. Then what will it take for the Coaches Association to speak up and speak out? It is a brutal, brutal industry. Sometimes it seems heartless, and you'd like to think that the association that's set up to have your back would come out and do it publicly. I'm sure they have privately, but I'd love to see them make a stand and say, we won't be tolerating this. You can't sign up a bloke mid-year and then ditch him by the end of it. We don't want that to happen anymore. I'd just love to see them come out strong, and they've been anything but. Uh, I am fascinated by it, though, in the most voyeuristic sense. They're getting a new Ross Lyon... Did they want the old one? Didn't they think Rutten was a bit too easy on the players? Are you sure Ross won't be this time around? He has evolved and he's, he's got a different view in these spaces. Ross Lyon gives you an instant relevance, though, that the new footy boss Jeff Walsh spoke on SEN about and he's saying that they haven't had and he would find a way to provide. Well, as Rod Tidwell said in Jerry Maguire, after instead of breaking up with Dorothy Boyd, Jerry married her. Well, this certainly was another way to go. Uh, I wouldn't bet against a mind as sharp and a person as accomplished, though, as St Kilda President Andrew Bassett, though, despite everything I've just said and despite 
the way in which it's all panned out, which I certainly don't agree with. Um, that all being said, I do love this. <laughs> I think Ross has had time out of the game. He's seeing it from a new angle. He's seeing the way footy is and can be played now. He sees what kind of coach gets, what kind of response. I didn't really enjoy watching the Saints or the Dockers play in the stodgy manner that they did. But one thing about Ross Lyon is he gets everything and more out of what he's got. They played that way because that was the team that they had. That was the list that they had. And he went to four grand finals. So that so he can coach. That's not an argument. He is a great coach. It's a non-argument. You don't get the four grand finals on dumb luck, but you can lose them on dumb luck. And you could argue that maybe he did lose a couple of those with bad luck. One of his favourites and mine of that era was Stevie Baker. Great player, great person, great character. He's going to join us after 6.30 as well. But this was Ross Lyon and what changed his mind about returning to coaching today. And look, I hate to use the name, but I'm going to use it because he's got the most potential in the AFL, which is Lee Matthews. He rang me during the week, out of the blue, unsolicited, and he just, how are you? And he understands it. And I said, you know, shared a little bit. And he said, you don't wake up one day and think, I want to coach AFL football. Because when you've been through it, you know the highs and you know the lows, you know the challenges, you know the hot seat you're in and you know the expectation. You actually need to be taken along a journey with the people that want to employ you and convince you that all the pillars are there so then you'll take that emotional risk. And, and that's really what happened with me, to be truthful. He also went on to, to speak about, and also he, he wanted to give a message to the members who might be wary of return. We've got a text saying, is there a way you can pull out some of the talk back from the night Ross left the Saints back in 2011? I remember listening and how extraordinary it was and the scathing talk back at the time would be interesting. Um, this is his message to members who are wary of him coming back yeah, look, I, I think they're entitled to. I, I think, for, you know, they facilitate what's put in front of them. They're passionate. We want them to be passionate. I say just give me the opportunity to get into action. And we're all only as good as our next moment, aren't we, all of us in the room? So I, I want to stack a lot of good moments here. So in the end, I'll say th this was the right decision. But there's no victory lap here. And I've heard that term before, and I like it. This is just the starting gun going off. We've got to... Everyone in the club's got to do some heavy lifting here. He uh, tweeted out, strap yourselves in, or something along those lines today. Uh, absolutely. I can't wait to see this uh, unfold. Instant relevance for St Kilda. Um, Ross Lyon also spoke about how he'll be different this time around. Yeah, well, look, with, <laughs> at risk of repeating myself, I want to put blank canvas, people, bring people on the journey, be in the weeds list, rely on people. You know, build the look. I always had strong relationships. I think that what I was behind closed doors, I think I got more capacity to show you guys on the other side. To be honest, I dropped the curtain. I was very protective of my players in the club, and and that, you know, some look. I don't regret that, but I think you can see the other side a bit more. And then I liked this today as well. Well, we always dream anything's possible, but if you don't do the work, you're just a daydreamer, aren't you? So. We're going to put our work boots on. You're just a daydreamer, aren't you? We're going to put our work boots on. Um, Andrew Bassett, the president, spoke about the plan to remove Ratton and to get Lyon. If we made the decision that Brett wasn't going to take us where we need, the review is pointing straight at Ross Lyon. Um, at the very clear first choice in terms of what we needed to do, that, of course, came with a risk that we wouldn't be successful in getting, and there were some contingency plans behind that. 
But absolutely the plan was to um, make the decision on purpose we made. And then once that was made Thursday, week, week and a half ago, we went really hard after Ross. Unfortunately, we won't be getting What we're trying to build is sustainable um, football success, um, which is not easy to do. It's less about winning the extra Reds game and more about building a culture of success. And no one has, and certainly no one available, and possibly no one at all has, has done a better job demonstrating that at two different football clubs than Ross Lyon. Um, there's a bunch of other detail behind that. Um, we had the, the benefit of people like Jason Blake on our board who knew exactly what Ross could bring. And it became pretty clear that there'd be a strong step forward and we were able to achieve the goal of getting Ross after the decision was made. Andrew Bassett, St Kilda President. So massive day for the St Kilda Football Club. If you've got a view on it, one 736 736 Despite, uh, alongside rather, being one of the most sought-after and astute minds in 2020 cricket, Darren Chuck Berry is has died in the wool, a St Kilda fan as there is. So we'll chat to him about that and a whole lot, be- a whole lot more after this. Nawaz in, goes to Ashwin, drives for the win! Up over the top of mid-off for four. This princely ground has never seen a moment like it. And while Ashwin strikes the winning blow, it is King Coley who reigns in Melbourne. Jerry Whaley absolutely knocking it out of the park in the commentary last night, and so too did the two men sitting either side of him. Barrett Sunderason was one, and my man, my partner in crime, Darren Chuck Berry uh, was alongside as well. And if you didn't get the joy of listening to that commentary last night, we're going to replay the highlights of it after 7 o'clock tonight, and you'll hear it uh, in its full effect. It was top-shelf stuff, and Chuck's been good enough to jump on for the second time today. You're a very good man, partner. Thanks for jumping on with me. No problems. Batman and Robin, we stick together. And uh, my only apology is to the SCN listeners who might have been listening earlier in the day, but my commitment was to you, and I'll honour that. I just listened to those highlights again, Sam, that you played. And and the, the honestly, the buzz and the atmosphere, uh, it, it and for the listeners, that, that wasn't a swarm of bees in the microphone. That was 90,000 Indian and Pakistan supporters you could have been in Karachi. You could have been in Mumbai. I don't say it lightly, Sam, and I wrote it on my Twitter. It's the most amazing sporting event I've witnessed live in my lifetime. It surpassed anything. IPL, grand finals in Mumbai with 90,000 and with a role to play alongside my great mate Shane Warne when we won the title, that was huge. But it actually paled into insignificance even Jared, who's called Melbourne Cups, Cox Plates, Olympic Games, he looked at me after the game, we shook hands, and he said, that was amazing. Yeah, and, and you guys captured it so brilliantly. The, how do you describe the noise, the crowd, the atmosphere, how he said that it, it, it blew the grand final away? The grand oh. final had nothing on last night. Now, I know people have been talking about it all day, Sam, but really, people driving home from work, you actually, it was one of those, and I, ha- I know you hate this, you had to be there. Yeah, because it wasn't. Well, sorry, partner. But the <laughs> roar that came through, whether it was television or through the SEN microphones, the best way to describe it is like the biggest swarm of bees in the microphone. It was actually hard to hear Jared call and I'm a pretty loud person, at times Jared had to, we had to really listen and watch each other because it was deafening. 
the G was rocking and a, a privilege to be there. And the 90,000 that were there, it's something that will live with them forever. On top of that, the game was astronomical. And the finale, well, I refer to it as the circus, but it was Cirque du Soleil. It was the special characters. It was the extra special skills. It wasn't just the Silver Brothers Circus. It was Cirque du Soleil last night. How do we sort of figure out how this actually happened? Ten overs in, India are four for 45. They had 160 to win. Hopeless would have been an understatement. Then they needed 28 off eight balls. And then what unfolded after that? Um, it had to be seen to be believed. And I don't think you'd believe it, were believing it as you were seeing it. So how do you make sense of what came with eight balls to come and 28 runs needed? People need to maybe listen to the replay or the highlights replay that is, that's coming, I think, on SEN Fanatic uh, or it might even be on SEN 11.16 tonight. Yeah, it will be, 7 o'clock. Thank you, Sam. I wasn't sure of that, but uh, it was It was like it was the impossible that became possible, and I think the real turning point was the last two balls of the penultimate over when Virat Kohli was facing Harris Ralph, who was bowling Thunderbolts. And he smashed one into the wicket, and it was probably about belly button to chest high. Now, at that pace, the shot that Coley played, he stood to attention, he smacked it over mid on, not with a cross bat, with a straight bat. It's one of the, not many people in the world could do that. And we were just blown away. The next ball was a similar ball. He stood still, balanced. No reverse sweeps or lap sweeps or, you know, upside down, back to front tricks. He stood there, swung the bat through the ball, got it out of the middle, but he lifted his bottom hand and went over finally to six. All of a sudden, they needed 16 off the last and Nawaz was under extreme pressure. You don't like to see anyone melt down, but the Pakistan captain, Baba Azam and the bowler, and sadly, it always gets focused on the last over. There was other errors, but the last over... It had to be seen to be believed. Two wides, a full toss that went for six and got dropped. That was called a no ball. Uh, Coley then gets bowled. If you haven't seen it or you haven't heard it, Coley gets bowled off the free hit and something that's been debated. It ricochets off the stumps. He's out bowled, but no, he's not out. It's a free hit. It goes to third man. Pakistan forgot to chase the ball. They run three runs. You could not script it. You know, Spielberg couldn't have written this. No. It was... Mate, it was. I know I'm excited. I'm still like 24 hours. I still can't believe what I witnessed. No, people would have thought that that was just a bridge too far. That you, 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 you. No, no one's going to believe that if you've got 10 runs scored off actually technically zero balls, uh, runs <laughs> taken off a free hit that were bowled, a stumping of, of Dinesh Karthik, which we're still trying to figure out is a stumping or a run out because he took it in front of the stumps and everything that went on and how it went on in the manner at which it went on in front of the people that it did in the place that it did. We go, no, no, that's too far-fetched. That's too far-fetched. We don't believe you. And yet we lived it and you got to be there for it. Um, extraordinary. Just before I let you go, we've only got a couple of minutes. The Aussies. Yes, so the Aussies only played yeah. the lineup they rolled out on Saturday night once in the build-up to the tournament. It was about three games prior. It was in an England game that they lost and then they were obliterated by a very settled Kiwi lineup. What did you make of it? You know what I made of it because you and I did all the build-up. And, uh, and again, you know, and I think our loyal listeners know, this is not a reactive call from me. I said it when we were doing the build-up. 
I didn't like the fact that we showed instability leading in. I liked, and there's debate, to get this team settled. Why on earth we persisted opening Cameron Green when he wasn't in the 15, when clearly Aaron Finch was going to open? That mate was nonsensical to me. That's not a reactive comment to the debacle the other night. The Aussies will be stung. They will bounce back hard in Perth. Against Sri Lanka, I expect them to win easily in Perth, but the big test comes at the MCG against England, and that's where we'll find whether the Aussies can bounce back into this comp. The way they dismantled and they got bowled out in 17.1 was actually unprofessional. They should have held on to the run rate as many as they could. So, so many little things were really, really bad. They were aware of it, but they mucked it up. And I think they got a three-hook punch from New Zealand, knocked them to the canvas, Sam, and they couldn't get back up. And will they get back up and will that put a scare up? Then they got a real scare against England halfway through um, the, the World Cup that we did last year. They were demolished by England then, didn't they? went back to the formula that had been winning for them. They dropped Agar, brought Marsh back in. Are you expecting any change or are you a bit like me and think, no, 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 they will dig their heels in and keep the lineup that they've selected? I think they will dig their heels in knowing a few of the people there. They're stubborn. Uh, and they've got a plan. I still think that they've got the right team. I just don't think they prepared right. That's my opinion. I think they'll go to Perth, Sam, and play the same team, and they'll win. They'll come to Melbourne, and I said this earlier today, sorry to repeat myself, but I didn't say it to you, partner. I think uh, that they might, against England at the MCG on the bigger outfield, they might bring Steve Smith in for the England game specifically, and leave one of the bashers out. I'm not sure whether it's David or Maxwell. Yep. Um, probably David for mine. And they'll leave him out of the MCG and they'll play a different style. Yep. Which I hope that makes sense to our listeners. They won't just go all crash and bash at the MCG with the big, big boundaries. But in Perth, I'll be shocked if they change. I reckon they'll yep. roll out and say, hey, we're better than that. I love your work, partner. One of my favourite people to work with, Darren Chuck Berry. And you'll hear him all throughout the T20 World Cup. When we come back, Stevie Baker on the Saints. The Monopoly game at Maccas is in full swing. Download the My Maccas app and play today. Welcome to the Maccas Run with Sam Hargraves. Yeah, look, I, I think they're entitled to. I, I think, for, you know, they facilitate what's put in front of them. They're passionate. We want them to be passionate. I say, just give me the opportunity to get into action. And we're all only as good as our next moment, aren't we? All of us in the room. So uh, I want to stack a lot of good moments here. So in the end, I'll say that this was the right decision. But there's no victory lap here. And I've heard that term before, and I like it. This is just the starting gun going off. We've got to, everyone in the club's got to do some heavy lifting here. Yeah, well, look, <laughs> at risk of repeating myself, I want to put blank canvas, people... Bring people on the journey, be in the weeds less, rely on people, you know, build the... Look, I always had strong relationships. I think that what I was behind closed doors, I think I've got more capacity to show you guys on the other side. To be honest, I dropped the curtain. I was very protective of my players in the club and, and that, you know, some... Look, I don't regret that, but I think you can see the other side a bit more. Well, we always dream anything's possible, but... If you don't do the work, you're just a daydream, aren't you? So we're going to put our work boots on. 
Uh, welcome back or welcome to the Maccas Run, whichever category fits you best. Wonderful to have you on board. The McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? You can call it any time on the Harcourt's open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Your move, your Harcourt. So you can text in on the 40 Winks temper text, 0433981116. That was Ross Lyon at the official press conference today where he was rolled out um, the worst-kept secret in football as St Kilda's new coach uh, over 10 years after he left in extraordinary circumstances in 2011. And as I said before, the, the thought of Ross a month ago, being back at St Kilda, you would have thought there was more chance of Kim and Kanye getting back together. But that's where we find ourselves. And Ross has spoken about the meetings that he had and the passion that came up when he was speaking about the experiences that he'd had as St Kilda coach and the almost success that they were able to achieve. And a man who was pivotal to that almost success. And we, and it was success. When you get to when you play in three grand finals, that is success. We know that the ultimate success is premierships, but to be there on the big stage and to be contending in finals uh, year after year, that is a successful side, and they certainly were that under Ross Lyon. Can they be again? Let's ask a man that was pivotal to it, Stevie Baker, who finished up the same year uh, as Ross Lyon did, but he was one of Ross's favourites. He's one of my favourites. Great player, great person, great character. Stevie, hello, mate. G'day, guys. How are we? Uh, We're good. Um... So how does that feel for you? What, what does that, does that, was it, I said I couldn't believe it when it, you know, when a month ago you wouldn't have thought that would ever be a possibility. Are you a bit surprised? Are you shocked? Are you excited? What are you at the moment? No, a little bit um, surprised but excited at the same time. It was only about a month ago I was uh, meeting up with Rossi about the property business and maybe doing a bit of collaboration there and then we're having a beer a couple of weeks ago. We have a... Uh, yearly catch-up prelim time with all the Saints boys, and it just it didn't even arise in conversation. So, um, you know, just staying good mates you know, since the departure and, you know, catching up frequently. I'd never thought there was actually a chance, but um, I'm, over the, I'm over the moon and, and just pumped. I've got my old best mate Lenny there as well, who's, who's teaming up. So I'm, I'm glad that he's back in town. So it's just um, I'm pumped about the whole situation. I did see on social media today that you thought you might be a chance of a comeback. Is that... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I think I saw a few comments. That someone said, oh, I saw you play a game in the reserves for South Colic a couple of years ago, and I, I think I got one kick, and that was when I kicked someone in the head. So um, I don't think I'll be uh, getting, a, getting a game anytime soon. Had a hip replacement last year. <clears throat> so the body's, uh, body's pretty cooked, but um, I'll be definitely getting, to, uh, getting along to a few more games as it is now. So one of the things that Ross spoke about Bakes is what will what how he'll be different now to how he was maybe at his time at St Kilda and and even from when he finished up at Fremantle in 2019 even in that short space of time it the football has made a fairly substantial quantum leap in the way it's played and and probably too in the way that coaches um, communicate and and manage their players. Um, is, yeah. is is do you feel like Ross has had to will, will have had to change a lot? to fit into the modern way, even from 2019 to now? Or was he always that? We just didn't know about it. Oh, well, I think he um, he said today something about bringing down the iron curtain or, you know, didn't show his uh, softer side. He taught, I think he taught himself even a teddy bear today, which I didn't think would ever <laughs> leave, his, leave his lips. Um, and he said he got emotional. I know he's a... He's a very emotional man, but I didn't, you know, him, him shedding a tear, I couldn't, I couldn't really imagine that. But... Um, I know he's very, probably not emotional, he's very probably passionate, um, driven, and 
just wants the best out of his players and obviously wants to succeed at the highest level. So he just demanded respect off, off the players. Um, he was just someone that sort of everyone, everyone looked up to. And, you know, it was only a few bounces here, a few bounces there and a few things, and, yeah, he could be a, a premiership coach. But, um, yeah, it, just, it, didn't, it didn't happen. And, you know, I think, um, obviously, left the, left the Saints, I can't even remember the, what happened with the free, the free, I think. But, um, obviously, that... That happened for a reason, but um, I think he's back for a reason now. And he said he's got un- unfinished business, which you know, I've, got, I've got goosebumps listening to that today. So um, pretty excited about the, uh, the journey. When you look at St Kilda um, over the last couple of years, this current group, and you've been watching them, is there a level of frustration? Do you look at them and think, if only they would do this? Do you, do you have a view, Steve, of what you think that they need and where they need to improve? Well, to be 100% honest, I haven't really followed uh, very clo- closely the last couple of years after all my mates sort of stopped playing. I'll still, I'll still, um, I still won't bet against them in my multi bets, but um, I uh, yeah, haven't watched very closely. But now I'm sort of uh, a, bit, a bit more interested. So, um, but I do get, I do get frustrated, and then we had a lot of close games, and you sort of see the potential there, um, but you know, it just didn't seem to get over the line, and. So yeah, but yeah, it's a bit of frustration with which the games I watched. But um, I, I just think with Rossi uh, guiding guiding the ship, I think it's you know, we're going to have the best chance of success in, in the next couple of years. What's his greatest attribute as a coach, Stevie Baker? Um, oh, I don't know. Very very tactical, but I just I suppose he just demanded respect. And I was a bit of a bit of a scallywag and a troublemaker. And I know I know I got pulled into line in my last my last couple of years and. You know, he showed massive, massive faith in me. So I think if you gave him 100%, he'd always give you 100%. You know, I had you know, nine weeks off, and he brought me straight back in for the straight back in for the grand final um, against Collingwood, which you know I'd be be forever grateful, grateful if we actually won. But um, we only drew and then lost against the game. But so I think just the fact that you know he demands 100%, and then, and he gives 100% himself. <laughs> There was there's there's sometimes there's been a bit of a, a view that for, for for the guys that were maybe at the the pointy end of the playing list that he was everything to them and that maybe he didn't have as much time uh, for the guys who might have been you know the forty fourth or forty uh, second or and all the way up to maybe the the fifteenth uh, on the list. Does that ring true for you or did you see him as a coach that had the utmost you know had time for everybody and put an equal amount into to everybody who was on the list? Uh, I think I like anything. I think if you've got some runs on the board, um, you know you probably get looked up a lot better. I know, um, you know he did he did a, he did go after the young guys a, a lot more than the older guys. But I think that's you know you got to earn your stripes before mm. you know, he respects everyone until you know, they don't deserve deserve respect. <laughs> or um, so I think you know he was hard, he was harder, but I think that's you know, what you need to get to the top level. If you're not hard on yourself and. You know, driven and, and passionate to get to the top level. You know, he would ride you until you were. And if you, if you weren't wanting to get to the top, you know, you wouldn't have a, you wouldn't have a place. Um, so, yeah, I think I think yes, you get looked after a little bit if you've earned your stripes. But um, yeah, I think that's just, that's what that's naturally what happens with anything. Uh, we're speaking to Steve Baker on the Macca's run. Uh, played two hundred and three games. Uh, best and fairest winner at the club. Um, one of Ross's favourites. Um, it must be said. Uh, now. Bakes, one of the things that is an absolute feather in the cap of Ross Lyon, and he and he rightfully gets a lot of credit for this, is that there's a view that the teams that he's been able to take to grand finals um, may not, on paper, 
look be as impressive to read as maybe some of the sides that they've gone up against and and had better seasons and across that journey. So the compliment to him is he extracts every ounce that he can out of a list and gets the utmost out of the list and the team that he's got. Does that ring true to you? And and what is it about him that does that, do you think? No, I think that's 100% true. So obviously he took took Frio... Um, new to the top, and you know, obviously us a couple of times. So, um, as as I mentioned earlier, I think it's just you know he gets the best out of everyone, um, and he de- demands demands um, the best that you give a hundred percent. I think he said in interviews that if people give a hundred percent, you know he'll give them a hundred percent. And you know, once once trust is earned, it's, you know, it's only when they lose the trust. So yeah, I just I just think that he just demands demands most. Even for me. You know, as I said, I was a bit of a scallywag, but I sort of, you know, I went up a notch and my professionalism just having him, not wanting to let him down in the last couple of years. So I know it definitely, definitely worked for me and I think it just drags everyone up, everyone up to a higher standard and a higher level of football. Um, there are some great stories about the love that he had for, for Lenny uh, and probably Rue. So if you could pick two players that you think are on the list right now that are, you could just say, well, they're absolutely going to be his favourites, and we'll never be able to put a foot wrong and we'll never cop a spray. Who are the two that you think? <laughs> oh, uh, well, Steely, it has to be up. Yeah. He seems to be the one who always did 100%. Um, oh, who else? He'd, yeah, he'd be the new Lenny. Oh, it's enormous. Lenny, I know the Lenny... <laughs> No, no, I mean, Lenny got in a whack on one night and, you know, I got sent home and Lenny, Lenny didn't even get a bloody slap on the wrist. Um, and he, he had the one with a split open nose or something, you know. Um, but I think, I think the time, that, <laughs> I think time will tell with that one. Um, yeah, obviously we'll have to have spent some time with the, with the new crew that, and they will, they will emerge. Obviously they've got the players that have, um, have put their hand up already. Which, you, know, you can tell they give a hundred percent like the seals, but, um, yeah, I'm sure he'll have his favourites by the end of the year. The, the idea that, and Jeff Walsh spoke about this, that for a long time St Kilda's been irrelevant and, and wanting to try and make them relevant again, this absolutely does that. But has that been something that's frustrated you in, in, since you finished up and since the, the runs to grand finals finished up, that that's where the club has found itself? Yeah, well, sort of, I know when I sort of got, got the flick, it was in a bit of a rebuilding phase, um, but it's sort of, you know, as mentioned earlier, it's a bit frustrating because you see they've got what it takes to get, you know, to beat the best teams and um, you know, they've mixed it with the best in the competition, but then obviously you haven't um, got the polish or you know, just the, the finish with them. So I think Rossi's going to add that um, extra component and you know, even sort of seeing some of the comments from St Kilda fans, oh, no, Rossi... Ross is back, and there's some people not happy. But I just think um, I just think it's a perfect fit, um, and he's just the last piece of the jigsaw puzzle to to finish it off. As he as he said, he's had an unfinished business, and yeah, I think I think this could be um, you know, the start of something special in the next couple of years. Uh, Bakes, thanks so much for giving us some time. Uh, greatly appreciate it, mate. Um, look forward to catching up with you again soon, but thanks for giving us some time and giving us your thoughts and a bit of insight into the man that is and uh, and will be again, Ross Lyon, the coach of the St Kilda Footy Club. Pleasure, pleasure, and go to St. <laughs> Here we go. Stevie Baker, um, 
one of uh, the, the true uh, great characters and, and what a player uh, he was. He, Stevie Baker, I reckon, is the type of player that every single person uh, in, in any other side would have loved to have run out uh, on the field with. Would have made you walk just that uh, little bit taller. Uh, appreciate his time this evening. Clearly the phone line uh, we're having a little bit of trouble with, a bit of a delay there, and um, some people asking why uh, if Chuck Berry uh, was using helium before he got on. So uh, apologies for the phone line. I've just seen some of the text coming through now, but hopefully you're able to glean as much from that as possible. Um, If you'd like to jump on uh, and have your say about uh, Ross Lyon's appointment at the St Kilda Footy Club, about where Australia find themselves early doors of this T20 World Cup, if you were there last night to watch that extraordinary moment in time uh, at the MCG, or if you've got a nomination for the greatest sporting event you've seen or the biggest sporting event we've seen in this country that didn't involve an Australian athlete or team, 1-300-736-736, the Harcourts open line. You'll move your Harcourts. You can text in, 40 Winks Temper Text. And on the Macca's Run, we do it all for the McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Back after this. The Monopoly game at Maccas is in full swing. Download the My Maccas app and play today. Welcome to the Maccas Run with Sam Hargraves. Uh, SEN, of course, is your home of the T20 World Cup, the 2022 ICC Men's T20 World Cup. Today, Bangladesh men uh, had a nine-run win over the Netherlands. Uh, they put eight, uh, made eight for 144 in their 20 overs, and then they... Uh, unfortunately, uh, for the Netherlands, uh, a few Aussies, um, well, Aussie-born players uh, in that Netherlands lineup, um, including um, the new cult hero, uh, Tim Pringle. Um, I'm fairly sure he was actually, I've got to double-check that, uh, born in Australia. Um, Tom Cooper, of course, and there's a couple of others uh, as well. Um, Taskin Ahmed was the player of the match, took four for 25 in his four overs. The other game... Uh, tonight, which you'll hear on SEN Fanatic, uh, South African men versus Zimbabwe men. At 7 o'clock tonight on SEN, though, we're going to relive uh, that extraordinary night last night, um, India beating Pakistan in the most unbelievable circumstances um, at the MCG, 90,000-plus uh, people there. Uh, and off the text, uh, Sunil from Bentley East, last night's cricket game is going to be, for all Indian cricket fans going forward, where were you when moment? Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, so last night's special at the G with the cricket, have to admit, was unbelievable. Does that push for a night grand final for the AFL now? Surely they have to try it after last night. Cheers, Andrew. That's uh, an interesting take. Interesting take on that. And how would that game have been atmosphere-wise if it had been played in the day? Would, we, would, would it have felt the same? Would it have been the same? Um, Jake's in Stone Mountain, who wants to give us a nomination for the best sporting event or the biggest sporting event in the country that we've seen that didn't involve an Aussie athlete or Aussie team. Jake, hello, mate. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Hargraves? It's been a while. <laughs> Good to hear you from good? you. Good, I'm well. Thanks for well, asking. Well, you know, it goes back a little while, and it's got to say, uh, I watched uh, Jimmy Anvil Nightheart uh, wrestle at, at the Festival Hall against a good friend of mine, The Rock, Don Morocco, and there are a whole lot of people there, and you're dealing with a man from Las Vegas, Nevada, the city of gamblers, and you're dealing alongside a man from Sunset Beach, Hawaii, the biggest surf in the world, man. And, you know, none of them came from this island, man, but are they came a, a long way, and, man, they fought all night, and there was knife edges, there was rake city eyes, there was, 
that some people would call it appalling behavior. To me, it's just just good table manners, man. That's fine. And I, I kind of like that. A whole lot of people at Festival Hall sweating and, and bleeding and enjoying, you know, beer and glass, which you don't get no more. And that's unfortunate because, you know, people could be gentlemen, civilized gentlemen sometimes, sometimes not. But who really cares as long as you have fun? Beautifully said, Jake. Always great to chat to you. We would speak more, but the phone line's just uh, getting pretty scratchy on us. But, uh, well, I wasn't expecting to see uh, to have a wrestling nomination, but I'll take it. The Rock um, uh, up against Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Jake, always great to hear from you from Stone Mountain. Now, this is off the text. Evening, Sam. You were really, you went really, really hard on Carlton when they removed Teague. Are you prepared to go as hard on St Kilda? You seem to be glorifying the changing coach and lauding Ross Lyon. What's happened to Ratton is as disappointing a way to treat an individual, if not more than the way that Teague exited my club. Keen to hear your thoughts. Regards, James and Chelton. They're they're mutually exclusive for me, James. I 100% agree with you that the treatment of Ratton is as bad as I've seen. Um, I thought, and as I said earlier, you might not have been listening earlier when I said that what will it take for the Coaches Association to start speaking out publicly about the way that coaches are just being discarded and the manner in which they're being discarded. Um, We have people texting saying, oh, they get paid well, so it's fine. He was... Um, Brett Ratton was signed up mid-year and now only gets six months out of the contract that he had signed. Um, so that's that in itself I don't see as fair. Um, and, the, and I don't like the way in which it was done. Um, but to me, I'm looking at it as a mutually exclusive thing. One, no, I don't like what happened to Brett Ratton. I, I thought it was appalling the way that he was treated. Um, the, the other side of that issue is Ross Lyon coming back and I'm just fascinated by it um, as a commentator as a footy fan, it, it's just I'm still getting my head around that it's actually happening, let alone what it's going to be. So, you know, I'm, I'm seeing them as mutually exclusive uh, at the moment. But as I said before, I wouldn't be game uh, to bet against Andrew Bassett. Um, I don't like the way in which this has been done. But now that it has, um, it's it's they are, as Jeff Walsh wanted them to be, with a bullet, they are lightning. They, they are relevant. Um, they were... It, it, in his words, irrelevant, and now they are one of the most relevant. I mean, they are back page straight away again because of Ross Lyon being there. So um, I, I appreciate you asking me the question, and I did go hard on the way that Carlton treated David Teague, and I stand by that, and I stand by the fact that I think uh, Ben Rutten was treated appallingly, and I stand by the fact that I think Brett Ratton has been as well. And I wonder when the Coaches Association are going to stand up and say, enough's enough of this. We're not. If this was a player, if this was happening to players... Um, the, the PA, the AFLPA would be, oh, they would be beating, uh, they would make, be making one hell of a racket about it. And that's what their job is to do. Um, but I appreciate you flicking through the text uh, on the 40 Wings Temper text, 0433 uh, Sorry we haven't been able to take more calls due to the, uh, the phone line issue that we've been experiencing. So for those who have been trying to call in, we just have sort of put it on the shelf for the moment and we'll get it fixed up. But if you did miss um, what went down last night, I was sitting there, I had family um, responsibilities at home, so I, I couldn't be there last night, I had family commitments. Uh, but I did have the radio on and I was listening to Jared Waitley and Chuck Berry and Barrett Sunderace and um, just give the most incredible call of the most incredible night. So for your listening pleasure, coming up next on SEN, we will have uh, an hour recap, uh, the highlights of the night that won't be 
forgotten uh, at the MCG. Michael says, you blokes are so soft on the Australian cricket team. Just ran out of time with Chuck Michael. Trust me, we'll get to the Aussies. Um, another performance like that, and I think that everybody will be uh, sort of sharpening the blades. Um, but thank you for your text as well. A lot of love for Stevie Baker coming through, and I don't blame you um, for having that. Uh, thanks for all those texts that have come through as well. To equate Australia's performance to the AFL, they had a pre-season and got flogged in round one. Chuck's for Darmist. Nicely done. That's from Mario. Have a good night. See you tomorrow. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.